like to say happy Mother's Day to all that are present. Happy Mother's Day to our um, online community. We thank and praise God for your presence. We thank and praise God for your listening in. And we just pray that you will have a glorious day. Amen. In spite of everything that's going on, we know that God looks out for us. And even sometimes when the family can't come together, there are ways that people uh, uh, do to uh, appreciate, to show appreciation to their loved ones. And we're excited about Mother's Day. But every day should be a Mother's Day. Amen. Every day, because our job never ends. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Our job never ends. So we're, we're thankful and we're honored that lo- the Lord would choose um, us to be a part of, of, of the situation that he has in this day and time. Now, this morning, we're going to go into our word, strange word. I, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, the Lord gave it to me, and I was like, <clears throat> okay, God, I'm going to go with what you said. And, and I believe I believe this, because... Things can happen unexpectedly. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 45. Chapter number 45 on our online community. Uh, follow us along. We, we're scripture bound. We use the scriptures. We use scriptures to back up scriptures. And uh, we're thankful because so many people out there that, that's normally in a setting of a church environment a fellowship, a gathering, however you want to call it, an assembly, they are unable to go in and attend services because of the situations of our nations and, and, and things around the world. So we're thankful and grateful that you tune in. So therefore, you still can get the word of God. And so we're just, we're just blessed that you have chosen to um, be a part of us this morning. Isaiah chapter number 45. Father, bless your word, sanctify your word as it already has been done. Use us for your glory. This is our prayer and this is our request in Jesus' name. We're going to look at an unusual situation. Um, The word that the Lord has given us this morning, uh, if if you need a title, and this is what he said when he gave me this, it is unexpected blessings. We need to remember that down the road, Somewhere along the way, God is going to bring forth unexpected blessings. It will not be from the normal way we receive blessings, but these blessings will be unexpected. So do not reject, because God can use anybody to bless you. Amen? Sometimes we like to reject where blessings are coming from. But we're going to show in the scripture how God can use whomever he's, he so chooses to use to bless his people. In Isaiah chapter number 45, looking at verse number 1, it says, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden to subdue nations before him, and I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two lead gates, and the gates shall not be shut. The gates shall not be shut. Now, first thing we want to look at is, is this man called Cyrus. Now, what the Lord has done, God is using someone by the name of Cyrus. You've got to understand, God says he's anointed. But when you look at Cyrus, Cyrus is a heathen. But why would God anoint a heathen? 
His name means foresighted. And so God has anointed a heathen to, to be a blessing to the people of God. It, it just literally blew my mind. And then the Lord says, he says, now thus that saith of Cyrus, he is, um, thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holden. God is using him. I mean, he's blessing him. He's allowing him to go forth and do some things for his people, God's people. He says, he goes on, he says, he is going to subdue nations before him. But then it says something interesting. He says, he's, and I will loose the loins of kings. And I'm like, God, what do you mean you're going to loose the loins of, of, of kings? God said, first of all, we have to understand something is bound. Something, in order for something to be loose, that means it has to have been bound. So there's something now that's being bound that God said he's going to loose. Then he says, I will loose the loins. What is it about the loins? And so when we understand something, the loins is the seat of our strength. So that lets us know that somewhere we're not as strong as we used to be. You know how it is when you go through some things, it seems like you lose your strength. So something is going on. But, but the loins is the seat of our strength. And it also is the source of life. Something has been bound up. And the next thing is, it is the birthing place. God said, God said there's some things that have been bound within us. You know, he said, he said he's going to loose those things, that, that, that thing that brings forth life. Some of us lost our joy while we've been going through the, the coronavirus we're, because we're not able to do the things that, that we normally have done in the past. We seem to have lost our joy. But we have to understand that our joy is in the Lord, not in these other things, the other activities that we see. But God said, I'm going to lose something, something that is bound up that you're not where you're not able to produce. He said, I'm going to lose those things, but I'm going to use a heathen. Catch that. God is going to use a heathen individual or persons to bring forth your blessings because some things have been shut up. And then he goes on to say, he said, I will open before him the two leave gates. What are those two leave gates, God? God said they, they are gateways to something. So there's something behind some, some gates that, that's in our life that has been shut up. But God said he's going to loose those things, those two leave gates, the, the gateway to our blessings. God says, I am going to open those up. And then he goes on to say that they, can, they cannot be shut. So when God opens a door for us, no man can shut. See, we've got some shut doors right now. In our lives. We've got some shut doors. But God is saying, he said, there's going to come an unexpected, unexpected blessing from an unexpected source that's going to open that gate that's been shut to you. Where, because behind that gate are some unexpected blessings. Unexpected blessings. You know, I, I, this past week, we've been uh, making preparations to, uh, to send down a tractor try to load them food and supplies down to Seneca, South Carolina, where the tornado had hit. And I was in conversation with a gentleman that's over a, a food pantry there that, that services the Oconee County. 
And I was telling him the things that we had that we were going to be able to bring down. And then he said, you know, I would love for to have some pasta and rice. I'm going to show you how God works. You're talking about unexpected blessings. He said, I would love to have some pasta and some rice for the people because they're in a devastated condition. And so I said, well, we don't have that. In my mind, I said, we don't have that. Well, in my natural eye, I, I, I didn't see it. Well, lo and behold, I, was, uh, I went to see a friend of mine who also was in ministry, and she was saying, whatever you all need to send, we want to we assist, we want to add to. And as I was walking by, and she was telling me, that I need you to go and look at these razor blades and get these. And as I was looking at, at that, my eyes caught another gurney, and there was rice. I said, Lord. So then I go back to her and I said, uh, can I have that rice? I didn't ask her whose rice it was. I asked her, could I have it? She said, of course, you can have it. I said, we want to send it down to, to Seneca. Then she said, by the way, look at this Gaylord. Look at this Gaylord. They, they were Gaylords. They were big, big Gaylords. She said, look at this Gaylord. Said, there's some pasta in this Gaylord. Don't tell me God will not provide an unexpected blessing. And look, there was the pasta, there was the rice that these people had requested. So I texted the gentleman back and I said to him, I said, God heard your words. You asked for pasta and rice. I said, but we didn't have no clue where it was going to come from. And there it was sitting in, in a warehouse just waiting for to be asked for so it can go down. So God is saying to us, there are going to come some unexpected blessings. You will have no idea where it's going to come from, but it's going to come. It's already positioned. It's already in its place. Don't turn it down. Make sure you ask the right questions, but there are going to come unexpected blessings to the people of God. You heard me. I said to the people of God because this is what's happening. God's people were bound, okay? Now, why, why is it, is he going to use, is, why is he going to use this man called Cyrus? Now, we have to go through the scriptures and see who Cyrus really is. What is his purpose? Uh, he has, his name has a dual meaning. It means she knows, and it also means being foresighted, foresighted. So, uh, one other thing, I looked up the definition for being spiritually foresighted. Here, here's the definition before we go to Second Chronicles. The definition for being spiritually foresighted, it means that even though your trials look kind of blurry in the here and the now, and you can't understand why or what of what's going on, you know that the long-term mission is our goal. In other words, it may look bad right now in the here and now. That's what that spiritual for, the for, foresight means. It may look blurry right now, but we know that in the long term, the mission, is, the mission has a goal. Now, I said, okay, Lord, God lets us know that whatever you're going through right now, don't worry about it because there is a plan set way ahead that God's going to take care of the here and now. We may not see it. It seems blurry, 
but God's got it all under control. Now, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter number 36. Why, did, why is he using... Why is he using a heathen king to bless his people? His people, Israel, were in bondage. They were in bondage. But God God took someone else that did not know him, and we will get to that. Amen? God can use anybody. If he can use a jackass to speak to people, he can use anybody. Amen? Now, 2 Chronicles chapter number 36, okay? Looking at verse number 22. Why is he using, why is he using, why is he using, why is he using Cyrus? Now, verse number 22. Now, remember now, Cyrus is a heathen, but he has foresight, but God is using him. Verse 22 says, now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia. Now, Persia means the cutting away or the separation or division. It says that in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah. This is prophecy. This prophecy, and we're going to flip over, we're going to show you something else. This prophecy was spoken 200 years prior before it actually took place. See, God's timing is not like our timing. This was prophesied by another mouth, by Jeremiah, what God was going to do for his people. All right? Now, he says, now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished. The Lord, what did he do? He stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all of his kingdom, and he put it also in writing. Now, this was a, a, a proclamation, a prophecy, the, the word of God says that he stirred up the spirit of this heathen. When people begin to bless you, and you're like, I don't, I don't know why they should bless me. I, I don't know if I want to take that. It just might be God is stirring up their spirit to bless you. God is stirring up their spirit, that spirit of that heathen, that heathen just to bless you. Because God wants to bless his people. And God does strange things how he does. And then it goes on to say in verse number 23, it says, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kings of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me, that he hath charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all of his people? The Lord his God be with him and let him go up. So he uses, he uses a heathen to, to bless his people. But then he tells his people, he said, now, who is it among you are willing to go up? See, now there's a lot of people are not willing to go for God. See, they were in bondage, but they did not want to, some of them did not want to come out of bondage. And that's how it is in society today. Some people, well, when, God, when you hear God's voice and God's call, he calls us to come out of a place or a, a situation or circumstances where we are, but yet there are some that want, some that wants to remain, okay? Now, flip over one page, and we're going to go to the book of Ezra. Going to the book of Ezra, amen? Because we're talking about unexpected blessings. You've got to remember, God is going to use something out of the uh, uh, ordinary, to bless his people. 
Be, put yourself in position, God says. Get yourself in the position to receive what he has. Unex, unexpected, unexplainable, from a different source. You're like, oh, wow, okay? The book of Ezra, uh, chapter number one. The book of Ezra, chapter number one, okay? Now, this still deals with prophecy. Then, therefore, it would help us to understand Isaiah, okay? Now, in Ezra chapter number 1, it says, Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord, here it goes again, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all of his kingdom, and he put it also in writing. In other words, when he put it in writing, that means he couldn't go back on it. God has stirred up his spirit, and he couldn't lay down and say, well, no, I wasn't in my right mind. No, God said, you king, you're going to put it in writing. And that, that which we're about to receive is validated by God. It is validated by God. Verse number 2 in Ezra chapter 1 says, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me. To build him a house at Jerusalem, which is, in, 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 which is at Judah. He has been charged. It's been a mandate on that, on that person, that individual's life to bless the people of God. There's a mandate. There is a mandate. That, that mandate happened way, way, way long time ago for such a time as this right now. Because God's people, not only the world, but God's people are really going through. God's people are really struggling. Think about it. Why is it that everybody can seem to open up their, their facilities? And we talked about this last week. Open up their facilities or their stores or whatever they have, and nothing is being said about the church. It's still about so many people and still about social distancing, but there are a lot of churches out there that there's people that's not even going anywhere. They're sitting at home. They're having to listen to it online. But there's nothing being said about the, the, the assembling of churches. Last Sunday, when we came down the highway on Highway Number 9, I think I, I may mention about the church uh, on Number 9, how the cause was out there. And the people were in their cars. So, and they were saying, that's okay. Now, this Sunday we came through, those cars was not there. So I wonder, did somebody tell them they could not assemble even though they were in their cars? We got to watch it. Satan is very crafty. Satan is very cunning. He is trying to shut down. They do not think, thank you, Holy Spirit, they do not think our spiritual part of our life is essential. They think our spiritual life is a, one of those non-essentials that's not necessary, that we, that we don't need that. But what they fail to realize is because of the church of God, because of God's people, this is why the world is still standing right now. It's because of the people of God. Amen. Even though we may not be where we need to be, God having mercy on us, it is because of the people of God. It's the reason why everything has not yet collapsed. Because, see, God has given us a mandate, and he tells us, and we quote it all the time, if my people that are called by my name, 
If we would do what God tells us to do, things would change. But there's something that's happening that is trying to get rid of the people of God from assembling together. Because understand something, it's power when God's people get together. I mean, God moves when God's people get together. Healing takes place. Deliverance takes place. Everything takes place. Renewed minds takes place. Everything takes place when God's people get together. They do not want for God's people to come together because, see, we've got spiritual insight. We've got spiritual insight, and we know what's going on through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Now, going back reading in Ezra and uh, chapter number Chapter number one, looking at verse number three, here's an appeal. He says now, who is there among you of all of his people? His God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, from a place of peace, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Now watch verse four. Everybody's not going to go. Okay? Verse four says, and whosoever remaineth in any place... Where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver, with gold, with goods, and with the beasts, besides the free will offering for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. Now, those that don't go, as far as building the house of God, the rebuilding thing, he said, those that stay behind, he said, you bless them. You're going to be not only be blessed by the heathen, God says, he said, but you're going to be blessed by some other saints as well. I receive that. They may not want to go where you're going because some, too, many, too many saints, and I said it before, too many saints are operating in the spirit of fear. So they, they, they don't go. They're they afraid. They're afraid to come out of their houses. They, they're literally afraid. We had a visitation yesterday, somebody very close to us. And I said, hey, how you doing? They brought me a Mother's Day card. But when they came into my house, they had on the mask. I said, excuse me. I'm your friend, right? I'm, we're close, ain't we? I said, we ain't got nothing going on up in here. But they had on the mask. And I understand they want to protect themselves because they had some underlying issues. But I'm like, hmm, we're, we're, we're not there yet. We're not. I'm not telling us to be careless. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying be careless. I'm saying when you go to certain places, you do need, you do need some protection. Amen? Because you don't know who has what. Okay? But, but when, I, when we come into the house of God here, well, we know one another. Amen? And we believe, God, we believe God's word. We are in that bubble. And he is protecting us. We believe that. So going back, God, to that unexpected blessing, God says not only is that heathen, If you know how the heathen is talking about the kingdoms of God and how he's going to bless the people of God, but he does not know God. But God stirred that up in his spirit. When people start being extremely nice to you, it's not because they want to be nice. It's because God has stirred up their spirit, and they just have to be nice. Amen? But there are going to be some saints that's going to bless you as well. Now, verse number 5 says, Then rose up the chief of the father of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all of them, watch this, with all of them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. I've been holding on to something for quite some time. Now, God will put it in 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 the spirit. And sometimes you have to learn to hold on some things until they are manifest. 
Now, there's an unexpected blessing coming to the house of destiny that I cannot yet speak out. But it's been set in motion. And all we need for house of destiny to do is pray. And then when, 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 when that unexpected blessing show up, then I'll, what they say, your socks going to knock your socks off. It's going to knock your socks off. Amen. Because God is an awesome God. It's, and, and when I got the call, it was an unexpected call. And when they began to tell me about what they want to do, I'm like, whoa. And I said, okay, God, I thank you. I, I, I bless your name. God, God has a way of doing things. Even when we were making preparations and I was calling other churches about uh, getting food and supplies and donations for, for Seneca, there were some, some churches told me, no, that normally blesses and, and we're able to do what we need to do. And I told them, I said, I understand. I, I, I do understand. You're not assembling together. You're not coming and you're trying to take care of your own expense. I said, I understand by you saying no. Don't have a problem with that because I truly understand. Well, last Sunday, some of you were still here uh, after service was over, and I get a phone call. And uh, the person said, are you standing or sitting? I said, I'm standing. They said, you better sit down. The very person that told me no before was sent us a check to be a blessing to the people in Seneca last Sunday. Well, that same day, I got the check. When I left here, someone came by my house, brought the check, and said, listen, you go buy what, needs to be, what you need to buy to, to be able to be a blessing to those people that suffer by the tornado. Unexpected blessing. God stirred up their heart. Whether they said no one way, God brought it another way, and he blessed. I mean, unexpected blessings. Expect unexpected blessings. They are going to happen. They already been set in motion. Already been set in motion. And God, everybody's spirit, God is not going to raise. In this day and time, everybody's spirit is not going to be raised. It, 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 God has select people he's going to do. Okay, now, slow down, brother. Let's go back to Isaiah. We're going to flip back to the book of Isaiah, and we are almost done. Isaiah chapter number 44. Isaiah chapter number 44. This is strange. When you look at God and when you think about the God that we serve and you think about the people that he's going to use to bless us because they are not from the norm. It's not from the norm. Mm -mm. But look what God says in Isaiah chapter 44 and verse number 28. Now he's talking about Cyrus again. He's talking about the one that's foresighted. He's talking about the one that's a heathen. He says this, that saith of Cyrus, he is my what? God calls him a shepherd. He said, he is my shepherd and shall perform all of my pleasure. So don't reject what, what, what this heathen is going to bring to you, Okay. Because God says, I'm using him as a shepherd. And shepherds are supposed to be to bless. And then he says, he's only carrying out that which, is, which brings God pleasure. He says, he says, and shall perform all of my pleasures. See, what God wants for his people, that heathen has to perform, it's all because it's the pleasure of God he has for, for us. It's God's pleasure. He wants to bless his children. 
So he's using a heathen. He's got him set up as if he is a shepherd, but yet he does not know God, but he's performing God's will for your life and my life. I receive it. Because every time something comes and God says, I'm like, whoa, God. I mean, it just blows my mind what God is doing. So you have to begin to look and see what God is doing and then give him praise and glory and honor because he's doing it. So he says he's a shepherd. He's performing his pleasure. Then he says, even saying to Jerusalem, thou shalt be built and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. In this day and time, some of us have been torn down. Been torn down, been torn down. God said, I'm going to rebuild you. He said, I, I am going to rebuild you. He said, there's some, some people will be losing a lot of things. I mean, and things is not what God wants us so much to have. He wants to bless us with things. He doesn't have a problem with that. But he says, I'm going to bless you with your peace. Because, see, some people have lost their peace. They, they, they lost their peace. They've lost their joy. They've lost a lot of materialistic things as well. But God said, I'm going to bless you all the way around, but I'm going to use somebody else to do it. He said, I'm going to use someone else to do it. Now, then let's go on to Isaiah chapter number 45, and we're going to look at verse number 2. Okay. Now, it's amazing. I heard this conversation, a little bit of this conversation yesterday, and I kind of smiled, but... Anyway, verse number two, God is speaking, and he's saying to Cyrus this in verse number two. He said, I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Now, there's some things that are crooked, twisted. God's telling Cyrus, he said, now, even with this heathen, he said, I'm going to go before you, and I'm going to straighten out some stuff. He's going to have to straighten out some stuff because he's getting ready to bless us. See, we've got to learn to learn to walk the straight and the narrow. He said, I'm going to go before you, and I'm going to make those crooked places straight in our own lives. Okay? Let's bring it home because we've got some crooked places, right? Can we be real? <laughs> we've got some crooked places yeah, in our life. Amen. God said, I'm going to go before him. I'm going to make those crooked places. I'm going to make them straight. Now, right now, what God is doing, he is humbling everybody, the world. He's humbling. He's bringing us to our knees so we can acknowledge that he is God. Amen? That there's a humbling. That the, and and as, as my son-in-law says and Dr. Man, there's a cleansing going on. Because, ooh, yes, Lord. Because I heard your Holy Ghost. He said the church is nasty. Church is nasty. The people of God are nasty. He says, got to be a cleansing. There's got to be a cleansing. There's got to be a cleansing. I can only speak with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit dropped me something, I just have to let it come on out. Amen. Because I'm not going to be charged with not saying something because I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'd rather hurt your feelings than God see me. And I don't want to be seen by God. Amen. Not like that. Amen. But he says the church is nasty. You remember the dream? I told you about, about the bride that was walking down the aisle, and she was just so beautiful. And as she passes by, the whole backside of her gown was out. She was naked. See, God is ex- getting ready to expose uh, uh, the church little bit by little bit. We're naked. We need to, we, we, we need to put on the gar- Oh, I hear you, Lord. We need to put on the garment of righteousness. We've we, we got some, some, some stains in our garment. 
He said, we need to put on the garment of righteousness. And, and while we're on dreams, I'm going to pinpoint so on. And just in case I forget, a few weeks ago, Holy Spirit told us about children. Uh, I have a dream about children. And I don't know if you remember about the dream of the children. That make sure you get your children, you begin to lead them to Christ. Because there was this, this, this uh, mother and father that were waiting on the pastor to lead their child to Christ. And God said, no, you do that. You, you, you get your children, you set them around the table, you begin to teach them the word of God, and, and, and you begin to explain to them about God. Well, and I also said to, to, the, to the body of Christ, I, to everybody's present and those online, I also said, I, said, I don't know what this means, but is something going to happen with the children? I don't know. Y'all remember that? How about all of a sudden now, they're not focusing, well, they are focusing on COVID-19, but there's something happening with the children that's connected with the COVID-19, got a different kind of disease, another name to it, but children are dying. God always warns us before things happen. I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's going to happen with the children. But make sure they're in the will of God. Make sure you're ministering to your children. Make sure they know about the Father. Make sure they know about the God. Make sure they know how to pray. Because when mom and dad is not there, you, they got to know how to know God for themselves, and they've got to pray for themselves. It's very imperative, very imperative that we teach our children. Very imperative. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, you please. Okay, thank you. Now, okay. Now, look at verse number three. Watch this. Okay, verse number three. Remember now, unexpected blessings. Verse three says, and I will give thee the treasures of darkness, hidden riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. If I, I, I don't call myself a prophet. I don't do that. But I only speak when God speaks. But if I'm not, I, what I do know that I am, I am a woman of God. That much I do know. And I say to this house and to those online, God is about to open up hidden treasures, the things that's been hid from us that he's going to bless his people with. He's going to bless treasures, he said. He said, I'm going to give it to you. In other words, there won't be no bargaining. He said, I'm going to give you the treasures of dogs. In other words, dogs represents either ignorance or it represents Satan. Those things that the enemy has, God said, I'm about to release them to you. Ain't nobody excited but me. I receive it, Lord. He said, I'm about to release it to you. I'm about to release it to you. you he said, make sure you take it. He said, there are some things that we're supposed to have that has been hidden from us. God is about to release them to us right now. He's going to release them to us. They've been hidden. He's going to release them. They've been in secret places. They've been hid. God said, it's coming your way. I receive it, Lord. I received it the day that God gave me the word. And I've been shouting on it ever since. Hidden, unexpected blessings. Unexpected blessings. And God says, the reason why I'm going to do this, the reason why I'm going to bless you the way I'm going to bless you, so you'll know that I'm God. So that you'll know that he is God. Because, see, we give too much credit to man. We get too much credit to man. 
But God said, I'm going to do these things so you'll know that I am God, that he's the one that sits on the throne. All right. Now, verse number four says this. He says, for Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect. See, we're the people of God. We are the elect of God. He says, I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. See, that, that heathen that God's going to use to bless you, they don't even know God. But God is going to stir up their spirit, and they're going to bless you. And those blessings are going to be unexpected. Unexpected. Then verse 5 in Isaiah chapter 45 says, God says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God besides me. I gird thee, though thou hast not known me. Some of us don't even know God. We assemble. We gather. We do a lot of things in the name of Jesus, but we still don't know him. We, I'm going to say it again. We assemble. We gather. But yet, some of us still don't know God. You got to know God. You got to know, you got to know God, when God when God is moving. You, you got to see God in everything in your life that he is doing, whether it's good or bad. God, God can take the bad and put it together and, and make it work for the good in your life and in my life. God said, I want you to know that it is me, so therefore you can only give him praise and glory. You only look to him for your resources. Don't look to man. If you look to man for your resources, after a while he's going to want it back. He's going to come right back knocking at your door. But what God says, he says, let me, allow me to be your resource. If, if this house don't know God by now, we'll never know him. We will never know him. And I don't understand what it is about this house. I say it all the time. I don't understand what it is about this house that God loves us so much that he will tell us things before they would even happen. I don't understand that. There's no need. We, we don't even have to be running back and forth to the store. I'm going to go down here again. God told us months ago, put up, put up, go out and buy. Go out and buy. Get your canned goods. Put them up. I don't, didn't know what was going to happen. Down the road, he said, do this. You need to do this. Some of us did and some of us didn't. Amen. And you know what the Lord spoke to me and told me the other day? He said, brother, you go go get you some meat. I said, well, God, what that means? He said, listen, you don't want what's coming down the road. You get that's what's already there. Put it in the freezer, refrigerator, and freeze it. He said, because that, that stuff coming down the road that you're going to get, it's going to be contaminated. You, you don't need that. And one thing I've learned when God speaks to me and tells me to do something, it may sound crazy, but I get up and do it. I'm going to bring it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bring it closer home. A whole lot closer home. I remember this. Seven, it's almost 17 years ago. Almost, almost, almost. I remember when my daughter and her husband was trying to get a baby. I remember this. I remember. I'm telling you how crazy when it comes down to me and the Lord and I trust God. And I remember I told my daughter, I said, uh, 
God said, told me to go down to the to the bank and open up a account for my grandchild. She looked at me. And you know what I did? I go to the bank. I opened up an account. Put, the lady told me she said, you got to put your name and said, when the child is born, then you can put the child's name on it. Well, of course, the woman looked at me like I was crazy at the bank. And I looked at her. I said, well, she's not pregnant. And she said, she said well, when the baby do? I said, I don't know. She ain't pregnant yet. I said, I don't know. All I know, God told me to go open up an account for my, for my grandchild. Did it? I don't know how many weeks later. My daughter come to me. She said, Mama, Mama, I got two lines. I got two lines. You do, females, you know what two lines mean. That means you're pregnant when you do, took the pregnancy test. She was already two months pregnant when, when God spoke to me and told me, go open up the count. We better start listening to God. We need to start listening to the Lord. Because God is telling you to tell us. He saw, he saw their heart. He knew what they wanted. And he knew I was crazy enough to follow what he said. And later on, I went down there to that bank. Just, so, just behold, the same lady that waited on me was there again. And I said, I'm ready to put a name on. She said, what is it? I said, she's pregnant. She didn't have the child. She said, really? I said, yes, ma'am. I've got, a, I've got the social security number that needs to go on. I got the name that needs to go on there. See, you, we got to follow God. We got to hear God. We got to believe in what He's saying and then act. See, that's what faith is. That is what faith is. It's faith. You, whatever you're believing for, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing because it's going to come to pass. It is going to come to pass. All right, last verse, last few verses here. Now, verse number, verse number six says that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. He said, I am the Lord and there is none uh, else. God is God. There's nobody like God. But watch verse number seven. Hmm. I think we, 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 we went over this before. Verse number seven says, God is speaking. He said, I form. Form means to call into existence. I form the light. And then he says, I create darkness. Mm. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all of these things. God is in control. Not that Satan represents darkness is on an equal playing field with God. That's, that's not it. Because evil is subject to God. God, see, so, when, when, when Lucifer was in existence, him being an angel, until he, he fell from the graces of God, uh, he wasn't evil. But once he fell from the graces of God, then he became evil. He, he wanted to overthrow. He wanted to be like God. But we have to understand that God is in control. Everything that's going on, don't fret. God is, in, uh, is under control. God is under control. He is in control. The Lord said this to me this morning. I was sitting there, and I was just meditating. I was sitting there. Dr. Mel had gotten up. I was sitting there. He said, tell the people, don't go to sleep on the COVID-19. He said, tell the people of God, don't go to sleep on the COVID-19. Now, what do you mean, Lord? He says, as the restrictions are being lifted, 
Don't become careless. He said, because it's still there. Don't go to sleep. But the thing we want us to remember, those two things, don't go to sleep. Don't get so relaxed that we can go about our normal routine because that's not going to happen anymore. But remember this. You are about to receive unexpected blessings. Unexpected. And they will not come from the normal source that you expect it to come from. Don't reject it. And if you decide you don't want it, send it my way. I'll take it. Amen. I'll, I'll take it. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 Amen.